This is the Kitzer of Sichah Beis of Parshas Mishpatim and Chelek Tezayim, page 251. The Rebbe here speaks about the Rashi on Kisikna Evedivri, where the Torah speaks about the halachas of an Evedivri, and Rashi begins and says, Eved Shehu Ivri. We're talking about an Eved that is an Ivri. Oyeyna Yela Avde Shalivri. Eved Kanani Shalakhasim Yisrael. Maybe perhaps Evedivri means an Eved that's serving an Ivri, and in fact he's an Eved Kanani. And for all of Uwayim Mishayshanim Yavit, and the Torah is telling me that an Eved Kanani only serves for six years. And then Rashi explains, but Omani Mekayim Vesnachaltam Maisam. I, the title later in Parshish Bahar, says that an Eved Kanani should be serving forever, and he's even inherited by the next generation. But Lekuach Mananachri, there would be speaking about an Eved Kanani that was acquired from a guy. Avav Lekuach Mi Yisrael, if he was acquired from another Yid, Yetzir B'Sheish. He goes out in the sixth year, after the sixth year, like it says over here. So Talmud Laim Avachulu. So Rashi proves that no, we're talking here about an Eved Ivri. So the question over here is, why, if Rashi is only coming to explain the two words, Evadivri, does he also quote from the Pasik the two words, Ki Sikna? Seems to be irrelevant to the Pshat that Rashi comes to say. And the main question on this Rashi is, why would I even entertain a thought to say that Evadivri means an Eved serving an Ivri? The simple translation of the words Eved Ivri means an Eved which is an Ivri. As the Rebbe brings from other examples in Taita, where you find that Eved Ivri means an Eved, which is an Ivri, not an Eved serving an Ivri. So why is Rashi even entertaining such an idea? And it's also unique the way Rashi says his Pshat here. He starts off saying the correct Pshat, which is Eved Ivri, the Eved that is an Ivri, the simple reading of the Pasik. Then Rashi goes to say, Oi, Enoi, perhaps it's not the correct Pshat. And then Rashi comes, comes back to prove that this is the right Pshat. So we could see from the words of Rashi itself, that Rashi begins with the correct Pshat, Eved Ivri, that that's the simple reading of Eved Ivri, an Eved which is an Ivri. So why does Rashi entertain the idea that we're talking about an Eved Kanani here? Then the question is, when Rashi said that we would be speaking here about an Evet Kanani, Rashi goes on to address what would be the Pshat on the Pasuk in Parshas Bahar vis Nachal Why does Rashi here have to address a Pasuk in Parshas Bahar, which is a question that would come up later and not here? Rashi only answers questions that come up right here when the Chomish Mikra is reading the Pasuk now. So the Rebbe explains that this Rashi is actually addressing the time period that Yidin were in now, right after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsov, it's not really easy to understand why would the Eivishter tell the Yidin, the mitzvah of an Eved Ivri at this time period. After the Yidin came out of Mitzrayim, the Yidin were very, very rich, both from the money and the gold and the silver and the jewelry that they took out of Mitzrayim, and even more so from what they got after Kriyas Yamsov. So all Yidin with this rich, where is there a scenario of a Yid being sold as an Evedivri? Whether he sells himself because he's poor, whether because he stole and Bezin sells him and he can't repay what he stole. This is totally irrelevant for this time period. So the Taita should have said a mitzvah that's relevant for now, like it does in the end of Parshish Yisrael when it speaks about Alekei Kesav, Alekei Zav and so on. So true, from the simple shot of the words Evedivri, it would be clear that we're talking about an Eved, which is the Ivri. And that's what Rashi begins with. That the meaning is Eved Shehu Ivri. But then Rashi says, Perhaps we're talking about an Eved Kanani. And that's something which was more relevant for this time period. There was no Eved Ivri to be sold at that time. And in fact, probably the Yidin did own Avodim Kananim at that time period. If they were this rich, they probably bought for themselves servants and maids and slaves from Goyim. 
So why wouldn't we say it would be logical to say mitzah, the time period that Eden are in, that we're talking about an Evet Kanani. But here Rashi immediately addresses that this wouldn't fit with something that we learned before regarding Avram Avinu. We know Avram Avinu fulfilled all of Taita before it was given. And we know that Avram Avinu had an Evet Kanani. Eliezer was his Evet Kanani. And we see from the Psukim that Avram Avinu kept Eliezer as an Evet for many, many years, well over six years. So the question is, if over here the Taita is saying regarding an Evet Kanani da'alacha that you only work with him for six years, so how, how Avram that fulfilled all of Taita kept Eliezer for so many years? Rashi is addressing this question. However, Rashi addresses it by bringing the question from an even stronger source. The Teireh itself says that when it comes to an Evet Kanani, that you should keep him as an Evet forever. So how could we say that here the Teireh is saying only for six years? So when Rashi brings that up, he's not really addressing the Pasuk in Parshish Bahar. He's addressing the question from Avraham Avinu. And Rashi answers that we can make a distinction. There's an Evet you buy from a guy, there's an Evet that you buy from a Yid. So Rashi concludes, we're talking about an Eved, which in fact is an Ivri. And now we can understand why Rashi brings the Pasek, Ki Sikne, from the Pasek, Ki Sikne, because that's part of the proof that we're talking about something in the future. Because as we explained, now, right now, it wasn't relevant. This Halach of Eved Ivri was totally irrelevant for this time period. Ki Sikne is future tense. It's really extra word. It's not necessary for the Teireh to even say Ki Sikne. The Teireh could have just simply said, Eved Ivri Sheishonim Yavet. Writing Kisikna is emphasizing we're talking about a mitzvah of the future. Right now, it's not relevant. And that's the mitzvah of the Eved Ivri, not the Eved Kanani, because the Eved Kanani would be relevant now, and the Torah would not write the two words, Kisikna. But the question still remains, so why in fact does the Torah speak about this mitzvah at this time period, if it's totally irrelevant now? We see that Rashi is concerned with the smichas, like we see right in the beginning of the parsha, And in fact, right over here, Rashi entertained the possibility that we're talking about an Evet Kanani, because that's what fits into this time period. So why are we talking about this Evet Ivri? And besides that, it's not only that it's not appropriate for this time period in history, and Eved Ivri is the end of the story. It starts with the fact that he stole and then he couldn't pay and then he gets sold as an Eved. So why doesn't the Torah begin from the beginning of the mitzvah? What the payment is supposed to be when you steal and then that he couldn't pay. Why is the Torah speaking about the end of the story which is about the Eved Ivri? So this Rashi clarifies later in the parsha when Rashi says that when it comes to the Einish of an Eved Ivri that wants to remain an Eved, so you drill a hole in his ear. And Rashi there says, We see here a unique thing in this mitzvah that the punishment of drilling the ear is connected directly to Har Sinai. And this is b'chlal unusual by most mitzvahs when the Torah gives an einish or a schar, we don't see the relation between the mitzvah and the schar, or the Aveda and the einish. Here the Torah clearly spells out the relation of the einish and the Aveda itself. And the Torah here is specifically saying that the Geneva and the fact that he was sold into slavery is related, this, the, the point of this Aveda is that he didn't listen to what the Eivishter said at Har Sinai. So this is something that's uniquely, this is an Aveda that's uniquely connected to Har Sinai. That's the reason why the Eivishter says it right over here. The Eivishter, the, the Teda does not come along and tell you the whole story of the Geneva and that he couldn't pay, because that's not really relevant for this time in, in history. The Eivishter is only bringing it over here because it's a Aveda that expresses listening to Har Sinai. Otherwise, it's not relevant at all. As Rashi 
points out from the Pasuk saying, ki sikna, it's only relevant for the future. But it does express a unique connection to Matan Teireh, to Har Sinai. That's why it's brought over here. Apich Siddis, the Rebbe brings what Chsidis explains, that there are three levels of Avadim. There's an Eved Kanani, there's an Eved Ivri, and an Oma Ivriya, which represent three different levels in a person's Aveda. An Eved Kanani is someone that has not at all transformed his Nefesh Bahamis. He disciplines, disciplines himself externally to do what he's supposed to in his behavior, but internally he has not at all affected his Nefesh Bahamis. An Eved Ivri is an individual that brings the food into the home and he begins bringing an effect of his Nefesh of his Ivri, to his Nefesh Bahamis. The Alma Ivriya, the one that actually prepares the food for human consumption and cooks the food, is hinting to a tzaddik that has been successful in making and causing a full transformation of the Nefesh Bahamas. So what we see is that the Eved Ivri is that individual that is at the first stage of a person affecting and elevating his Nefesh Bahamas and also the world around him. That's what the Eved Ivri represents. If so, the Eved Ivri represents the main Chiddush of what Matan Teireh was all about. The main Chiddush of Matan Teireh was to bring the effect of Teireh into elevating and refining the world itself. Even before Matan Teireh, when the Yidin fulfilled Teireh, the Ovis fulfilled the Teireh, but it did not actually transform the Gashmis of the world itself. This was the Chiddush of Matan Teireh, to elevate and transform and change the world itself. And that's expressed, and the first stage of this process is the Eved Ivri. That is a person that represents an Aveda that is beginning to affect his Nefesh Bahamas. So therefore, this is the beginning. This is the first mitzvah right after Matan Teireh to start with the Aveda of an Eved Ivri. And Eved Kanani is sort of pre-Matan Teireh that he has not yet affected his Nefesh Bahamas. So we begin with the Eved Ivri. And then the Teireh goes on to say that after starting the process like an Eved Ivri, that you begin to bring your Neshama to your Nefesh Bahamas, then you come to the full transformation, which is what the Oma Ivriya represents, that you completely transform your Nefesh Bahamas and the entire world that you come and interact with to create and make the world as a dwelling for the Abishter here below.